Hello, movie family. Welcome back to Movie Geek. It is Carissa Curran here. If I sound a little out of breath, um, I've been having complications again um, with my thyroid. And so excuse me for that. I'm going to try really hard to stay calm. Um, but my heart rate is elevated. <laughs> um, if you guys have, do not know, uh, I think I, I think I did talk about it. Um, the last like few months or so, um, I've been struggling with some health issues that were um, brought on through severe stress that I've been having at my job. Um, and so um, one of the things that I had was elevated heart rates, um, blood pressure, and of course, a thyroid storm. Um, I have hyperthyroid and um, Graves disease. So I was building a lot of fluid in my lungs and my heart, and they were cr being crushed by that fluid. So um, I've been experiencing a lot of stress in the last week or so. So I've been trying really hard to stay calm and not be as stressed as I was before. So I mean, I, I, let's, I watched this a couple days ago, and I'm I tried really hard to record, and I'm sorry I didn't record right away. It's just that I couldn't speak without being out of breath. So bear with me. <laughs> I feel like I'm always asking you guys to bear with me because I am just a regular schmegler girl, and um, I am just a regular person who enjoys enjoys the entertainment world. I love film. I love music. I love watching television shows and talking about it and just talking about the creative aspect of movies and of course critic doing critic reviews because I feel like in the past we've had critics who talk up a movie and they end up being like terrible films and then those terrible films end up winning Oscars. You know, award ceremonies are totally rigged. And so I like to have that conversation. I like to have the conversation of what's really good, what is actually appeasing to the audience. Um, and one of those films that recently come out is Spiral. So today I'm gonna be talking about Spiral and the, and the television series, Selena. Um, Selena is going to be a little bit more controversial, but, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I feel like these two, even though they're polar opposite of each other, it's cool to talk about them in the same podcast because they're both so defining to my age group, which is the elder millennials, um, everybody born in the late seventies and eighties, we have a totally different brain than the rest of the generations after us, because we did grow up so different. Uh, we remember the world when you had to race home <laughs> before the lights came on or um, understanding what an answer machine is. <laughs> and these kids, they really don't know anything. Um, they don't know that life pre um, pre-social media, pre-technology. Our technology was definitely simpler in the past. So uh, going and enjoying these films, enjoying music was such a different experience. And for me, Selena was such a big impact on my life. And I specifically remember I, what I was doing when I found out that she had died and felt that sadness. Um, I was a young girl and I looked up to her. And for me, that was such a big deal. 
and and a big part of how I played. I used to pretend like I was her. So, <laughs> um, and in the fact that I don't know if any of you guys know, if you follow my Instagram, you know this. I am Hispanic. I'm Mexican American. Um, I grew up in California, and my dad was born in Texas. So. I definitely grew up with both worlds, the Chicano world and the Tano world. And so for me, she did play such a big part of my life and growing up and hearing her name and hearing her music and knowing who she was. So it was definitely very sad to find out that she was murdered. Uh, so um, I want to, I kind of want to talk about that later because I feel like that's a really long conversation. So I want to start off with the Saw film, Spiral. Um, Saw has a special place in my heart. Um, one of my very first dates that I ever actually got to go on was a Saw film. <laughs> uh, my ex-husband actually uh, had decided um, that, you know, we would move forward with our relationship. And um, he at that day, he ended up meeting everyone in my family because um, there was two graduation parties that they had to go to. So one of the graduation party was from my actual family. And then the second graduation party was my church family. Um, so he got to meet both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> all in one day and he did it like a champ and then afterwards uh we decided to go to the film um, go to the movies and um the first film we ever watched together was the very first saw so that was it's just you know special place in my heart and after that we always watch saw films together um and uh for for me um I just, I love horror films and I like games. And so it was like a perfect combination. <laughs> uh, but there was some, um, in the trailers, there was some movies that I was excited for because um, to kind of play off that, I, I also have told you guys before, I love the Warrens. Conjuring films are my favorite of all horror films because the couple just, it's like my favorite, it's like my favorite love story. <laughs> um, just the idea that she searched so long to find someone who understood her and, and believed her and she found it in him is just really special. And so to see their relationship kind of play out through this horror film franchise just was really, um, really cool for me to watch. And so um, they have a new one coming out. It's The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. It looks so intriguing and I can't wait to see it. I'm pretty excited about it. And then um, another film that really uh, stuck out to me was The Purge. Um, it's The Forever Purge. And from my understanding from the trailer, The Purge is canceled because in the last Purge, the election is won and she promises no more purges. So the purge is supposedly done, but people are not accepting it and they're doing what they want. Um, I love the idea of that just because, I mean, even now, like, <laughs> you know, we have so many states that are deciding to not like to remove the masks and 
I think so many people had lived in fear for so long that they're having a hard time transitioning with that ending, you know? And so they're still like judgmental towards people who are also fed up with it and do not want to do this anymore. And so they are, you know, responding in a negative way. And, you know, regardless of your political stance, I think that every one could come out of this and be like, oh my God. I know that like, you know, either extremists on both sides are gonna be like, oh, this movie's about Republicans. Oh, this movie's about liberals. <laughs> um, but I feel like it's just interesting to kind of see it play out. Purge films are always very interesting to me because it's 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 kind of like a, I don't know, in my opinion, it's kind of like a scientific uh, study of how the human brain works at the end of the day you know, people are narcissistic. At the end of the day, they're selfish and they want their own agenda to be pushed regardless of their party system. And because this is abolished in this future world, the party system is abolished and it just ultimately goes down to people being narcissists. Um, you see how people respond and what they do, what they do out of their own need. And um, everybody justifies why they're doing it. <laughs> and I'm sure every single person's reasoning is justified, um, but it, it's human nature. It's human nature to think for yourself. It's human nature to crave what you want. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see that it's coming out the 4th of July weekend and I'm, I cannot wait. I, I really do. I really do want to see this. Um, but I also see on TikTok like Gen Z making fun of millennials <laughs> all the time and I never understand it because they come up with the stupidest things like Chuki. what the heck man like that that doesn't even sound cool so why are you making up words like this this is ridiculous um but the other one is cringe so millennials were cringe apparently we're chooky so uh yeah Gen Z, before you make fun of us, you should probably understand us. Gen Z may never understand millennial obsession with soft films. This is a 15-year-in-the-making franchise, and we are forever haunted by the thought that our bad choices or lack of them would put us in Jigsaw's game. Yes, to be a millennial is truly terrifying. But let's end spring and begin summer with a game, Gen Z. Cut your tongue or get hit by a train. Who's doing this? We shall see. <laughs> Spiral stars Chris Rock and Max. I still don't know how to say your last name. I'm sorry. Um, Mil, Mil, Minfella, I believe. I believe it's Minfella. I'm not sure, but... Like I said before, guys, I'm just a regular smiggler girl and I get things wrong all the time, especially names. So Chris Rock and Max Finhella from Handmaid's Tale. Um, at first, I wasn't sure what to expect out of these two starring together. But um, at the end, I felt it was pleasantly balanced. I would say that it's pleasantly balanced between the two characters. Uh, Jigsaw is known for his creative puzzles in the physical, but even more so in his linguistics. It's all about listening intently to the clues. And Jigsaw has a bone to pick with the police department. No one is safe. 
Detective Zeke is known for going rogue and doing his own thing, even though it is a problem for the other officers. He seems to have a soft spot for the captain's heart. Captain Angie Garza, who admires Banks' father, the former captain, Marcus Banks. Detective Zeke is given the opportunity to take lead on a new case, a jigsaw copycat. As we already know, Jigsaw is dead, but he is known to have admirers known as Jigsaw copycats. Even though I am an active Jigsaw fan, I was still surprised by the end and the storyline and all the twists and turns of the film. Spiral was equally hilarious and thrilling. Even though the critics seem to give it a low rating, I am DP, IMDb gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 39%. And Metacritic also gave it a 39%. Google users gives it a 89%. And I would have to agree. Overall, I felt like the movie was well-written, not predictable. And I felt like the storyline flowed and the characters portrayed by their actors were flawless. I thought that the movie had a great balance of humor and thrill, and overall, it stuck to the suspense that we all love from Jigsaw. This is why I do this podcast, is, and I hope that you guys, this is why you listen as well. Uh, you know, forming our own opinion about films is kind of hard, especially when it's constantly thrown in our face of what we should like, um, but even though it got such terrible ratings, I personally would give it a 9 out of 10. And I hope you guys would as well after watching this film. It It is an end of an era. And we no longer have to be terrorized by Jigsaw's games ever again, Hollywood. Ever again. I really do hope this is an end of an era. Um, Hollywood has been stuck in a rut lately, just making a bunch of really dumb films and also a ton of remakes or playoffs the same the same type of I don't know the same uh, you know the same films over and over again so I really do hope this is an end of an era I loved the film I loved it I promise you I loved it but I would like this to end already <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's just, it's, it's the end. It's the end. We don't need to see another Saw film. Give us something new. Give us something more exciting. I think the harder part with Hollywood is they threw out so many like amazing films in the 90s and early 2000s that they're kind of like in a rut, you know, of, of finding something, some, some new creative. But the sad part is there are a ton of creative people. If Hollywood would just reach out to Hollywood, I'm sure they'd find like incredible screenwriters. Hence, one is here. I have like a ton of films that I would love to make happen. Uh, <laughs> just a little plug there, you know, but Hollywood, come on, get it together. Start getting some new people. Uh, but yeah, I, I did like the film. I did like it. Would I want to watch it again? No, but I did think it was a great film. Would I want to watch another Jigsaw film? No, but it was a great film. And like I said, Chris Rock and 
Max were like perfect. They were literally perfect with working together. I would be surprised if in real life on set they hated each other because it does not look like that in this film at all. So the next move, the next show I will be talking about is Selena the series. Um, part two recently came out. Um, I've had opinions that I've stated in the past. Um, <laughs> I feel so bad because I'm I'm Hispanic and I think I'm told that I'm supposed to like this show. But as a Hispanic woman, I'm getting tired of being told what I should do or what I shouldn't like. So I'm going to say nay, nay, nay. I was not a fan. Um, I feel like little elements are kind of interesting that they added. I, like I said, I didn't even watch it last year. It came out and I wasn't interested in watching it. She, she lost me at the very beginning when her lip syncing was off and I was like, bro, you don't even know the words to the song. How are you not knowing the words to this song? One, because she is Chicana. So <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure she's close to my age, if not just a couple years younger. So she would, if she did grow up in a Hispanic community or Hispanic home, like you should know these words. You should know who Selena is. So for me, for her not knowing the words just really kind of irritated me, <laughs> you know, and you, you know, she's wearing a fake butt and I'm not going to body shame her because her body is the way it is. But Selena had a very specific body type. And I thought they could have hired any other Mexican-American actress out there who who maybe is up and coming or looking for her big break that, that actually knew the words, knew the songs, knew the dance moves, you know, and had that body type. Because obviously, like, Christian doesn't even look anything like her, you know, and, and for me, that's such a stereotype. They just picked a random hispanic woman who has dark hair and light skin like come on that's so stereotypical of hollywood to do and they didn't even bother to really like put emphasis on on little like iconic moments for selena i think that the best part of this entire series is the costume designer the costume designer needs to get like a some type of award for this because they did a great job. They executed all of her outfits like flawlessly and I loved that. So costume director, great job. Now, I'm not going to say that Christian uh, Sorantos is not a good actress. I think she's a great actress. I, I definitely like her in The Walking Dead. And I know that she's venturing off away from the walking dead and starting something new but this project was not it this they should have casted other another person it it really was frustrating to watch and and know that she you know and i don't even know i don't know if this is true i don't know if this is true uh you know christian's never gonna hear this but if she does hear it you know like at me i want to know like did you grow up listening to her music because it came off like she had it. It came off like she didn't know any of the words to the songs. It came off like she 
didn't even bother to like learn the moves, like learn basic movements and have some type of flow or some type of, you know, rhythm. <laughs> it just looked, they had to cut it off a lot because if they, they, I mean, it looked like they, the cameraman focused on her upper arms because that was easier to mimic. And like the moment they like did a body shot, she stopped dancing and she's like talking, you know, it just, and then I, from my understanding, she doesn't speak Spanish. I don't know how true that is. I think she does speak Spanish, but I don't know. I just think it, <laughs> for being a Netflix show, it looked very low budget. Like the wigs were terrible. And I don't know. Like, and then they, I know they chose, like, and I'm, I'm happy for this girl, like the girl who's from BuzzFeed got to do the voiceover for the Spanish part of it. Um, but uh, great for you. But how come they didn't choose an actress who, who knew how to speak Spanish? Who could have done her own voiceovers? You know, like that just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, because you're literally, it, it the film, it's, it's like hiring, for me, in my opinion, it's like, watching if we had watched the show who killed Sarah and the show is based in Mexico. The show is based with Hispanic characters, but you hire an actor who doesn't speak Spanish. So they have to voice over the Spanish. You get what I'm saying? Like that makes no sense And this. And so for me, like, I know there's so many, actors out there so many chicana so many tejano so many latin american women out there who would have loved to play this part and it you know they're just looking for their big break and i feel like if they had chosen like a newer actress to play this it would have been more special because that's who selena was you know she was she was a person of the people she was iconic for being just a regular girl and you know she she fought to have her dreams and unfortunately it was cut short but that's what she's known for so they could i feel like they could have hired someone to do that so yeah i i, I watched the first season and i started watching the second season but it really just got boring to be honest with you the storyline just really was boring and I feel like they could have done a better job with writing. Um, they could have done a better job with writing and they could have done a better job with like, you know, being more of a biopic. I felt like a lot of it was for storyline, you know, um, and this is where it gets controversial. Um, it is written that the family are not very kind people. Selena herself was kind, but the family, they were money hungry. And I mean, that's a given that's shown, you know, um, she died 25 years ago and 
they are still trying to make money off her, which is so sad. And I think that's the one thing I can applaud this, this show about. Um, they definitely showed that, you know, that it, they always pressured her to be about the family and not herself, you know, be, it, you know, they pressured her, they used her. And so that's definitely shown throughout the show. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like the show itself just, it didn't really embody. I mean, if they were intending to embody Selena's story, it, I feel like they really didn't do that. But at the same time, like if it's fictional, then, you know, okay, then they did a great job. But I think that the family themselves, they obviously had a lot to say with how this show was going to be made and that's why it was made a certain way. Um, there's so many rumors circulating about the family that are just really negative. And, you know, it. I don't think that the family really would want that to show, but obviously it's always sad when you watch Selena, you know, her story ending and how it ended. And um, I get it. I just, I wasn't a fan. And it looks like I'm not the only one. Um, IMDb gave it a 6.7 out of 10 and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 26%. Um, Google users gave it an 80%, but I feel like for the first time, I will have to agree um, with Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I, I probably would give it like a 2 out of 10. And I think it gets that too because the costume design was so cool. Um, minus the wigs, but the costume design did a great job. I mean, they even did a great job with making her look curvy, you know, kind of, they kind of did. There was one scene where she's getting married that it just was too much. I was like, really? That's too much. But overall, um, I do like some of the elements that they chose to show as far as her life goes. And it was different than the movie. Um, but I think this story, I would really like to see this story play out from the perspective of Selena, you know, because her family, they have so much say in things that they kind of ruin it. And her family, they are clearly put a lot of pressure on her to support them they put a lot of pressure on her to make money for them and give them the life they wanted and ultimately in our culture yeah we are supportive of our family you know we will always back our family but at some point you have to stop using a person and unfortunately she never actually got to play out her dreams completely because of her death so Tell me what you think. Tell me what you thought of the show. Again, message me on Instagram, Twitter, or um, Snapchat at Carissa Corona, C-A-R-I-S-S-S-A-C-O-R-O-N-A. -S 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 Let me know what you thought. I Were you as disappointed as me? Or did you feel like this show embodied who she was? And then also tell me what you thought about Spiral. Um, it's 
it's unfortunate that I have to give such a bad review because I do love her so much. And I was so, I'm actually going to start crying. <laughs> it's stupid, but I probably will start crying because I do love her so much. And she was such a, a woman after her fan. She was a good woman. And it's sad to me to see that she was used so much by her family. And um, it's sad that her family didn't know her well enough to execute her as well as they could have. So, and it's sad that they pushed Chris Perez out. Chris Perez probably knew her in the most intimate ways and could have shared a lot of who she was. So let me know. Let me know what you thought of this. Let me know what you think of Spiral. I love to hear from you guys and um, say a prayer for me. Hopefully I get better soon. Um, I would really appreciate that. And if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast and not get notifications turned on. And also subscribe to Rahab's House. I'm going to be uploading some more episodes of Fighting Jezebel. So that is all, guys. I hope that you guys have an amazing week. And if you there's something you would like me to watch, let me know. All right, guys. Bye.